What's up, YouTube? This is Mike Keldo Entrepreneur, coming back with some more entrepreneurial content. On today's podcast, I actually have my dad, uh, Torian Deadman. He's coming into the podcast just to, I'm going to be digging real deep. We're going to be going back, way back into, you know, just some of the things that he was doing. And obviously, some of the things that he did inspired me to actually, you know, jump into the world of entrepreneurship. We're going to get into his podcast right after the intro. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an I'm a entrepreneur. Hey, 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 what? So welcome to the podcast, Dad. I'm actually excited to have you on. Thank you very much for having me, son. Good to yeah. be here. Yeah, I think it's good, though, because, you know, I've been building, as you know, I've been building uh, my YouTube and just my online presence. Uh, so it's good right. to see the person that I talk about you a lot uh, through my content. Thank so it's good to actually you. have the person that like the origin to a lot of my 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 beliefs and uh, ownership and business and stuff like that. So it's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. So let's just start start with that. I know that um, over the course of the years, even when I was like young, you always had a side hustle. You always had something that you was working on, whether it be airbrush, whether it be, you know, you making music and selling that, and you had the studio for some time. We always had a studio set up in our in our, in our yeah. apartment. So that that's a whole yeah. other story. But um, yeah, so just, I know. So just tell everyone about like what you're doing right now in in business and stuff. Um, well, right now I have a, I have my TJD graphics, um, illustration and graphic design company. And it's basically, uh, freelance, you know, I do things for clients that might want it. Uh, if you want a logo design, I do a logo design for you. Uh, I do custom graphics as far as, um, uh, what else? Uh, character illustrations. You got your favorite character you want me to draw, I'll draw that. Um, I'm just pretty much open right now with what I'm doing. And the businesses, uh, I've just been trying to evolve it, especially since COVID, you know, came in. But that's pretty much primarily it. Just just trying to focus on making the artwork for the people that want it and, you know, just building from there. Yeah, well, for the people that are watching this on, on YouTube, what I'm going to do is I'm really going to throw some of my dad's illustrations because they're dope. Oh He's God. very, very, very talented. So, you know, I'm going to be... Thank you. Thank you. Throughout, throughout the whole podcast, you guys will be getting some of his artwork. So, like, what got you into, like, illustration and art? Um... When I was younger, uh, I just, I, oh wait, it was about six or seven. I just, uh, I remember um, my first experience was uh, I, I ended up finding some comic books. And I just remember it was like some Jack Kirby stuff. And I can't remember, I think it was like Machine Man or something like that. And he was drawing that. And this was like the early, this is like early, no, this is like the mid 70s. And uh, I just fell in love with with comic books, and I just—it's just like everybody else's story. You 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 see you see the, the artwork, and all of a sudden you're like, I think I could do that. So you pick up a pencil and you start drawing. And I remember I had like a—it was a little notepad, a little steno—they call them steno pads, where you or you do the little uh, you do notes on. And um, I just started trying to make my own little character, little comic book, and and I started drawing that. And then uh, I remember um, your grandmother, she uh, Grammy, she uh. One day she just noticed I was doing it. And she was like, well, you like drawing or something? I'm like, yeah. And because I really, I, I never was a big sports person. I didn't like sports that much. I just didn't gravitate towards it. It was, it was kind of a personality thing. I always just was one of these people that when people expected me to do certain things because of, you know, whatever, I just kind of shied away from it. So it was naturally because it was like people automatically thought, well, you know, he, he's, are, he, are you good at football? I'm like, nah, I don't like football. You know, I just, it, art was my thing. I just, I picked it up, started drawing, and um, like I said, that, that went along with me collecting comic books and and uh, just over the years, just continuously just drawing and just trying to develop my skills. 
Yeah, it's crazy because when I when I was younger, I remember it was like every once in a while you would I would watch you, and uh, I remember one of the characters that you drew, and it was crazy because you're left-handed. So me being right-handed, when I would watch you, it would be like opposite. And there was a short period of time, and like I don't know if you remember, but I think I shared this with you. But like in first grade, I you know try to do everything with my left hand because my dad, yeah, knew, I remember my that. dad was left. Yeah, so in class, I'm right and sloppy, but. But back yeah, to the I story, that. I remember one of the one of my favorite sketches that I seen you draw. Like, I was sitting right next to you, and you drew Captain America. It was by far the dopest thing that I like got to see. And like I said, because it was the opposite. So the way mm -hmm. I would draw it, the way that you did it, it was just it was just crazy. It was just really crazy to like see you right. in your element. And I even remember right. like as a young kid, you used to bring home your sketches on like yeah. napkins and things like that. You, yeah, the infamous yeah. Predator. I remember you uh -huh. drew uh, Alien versus yeah. Predator where he was choking him out. That was yeah. real dope. Hopefully I can get a picture of that. So you gotta see me a picture of that so I can show everyone I know, that it, it's, in, it's in, I know I have it on my hard, one of my hard drives somewhere. I've, I've been I've been looking for it cause I wanna, I wanna get it. Cause yeah. I wanna redo it, so. Yeah. It's crazy. So <clears throat> take me back cause I know Uncle Mike, I've been trying to get Uncle Mike on the podcast. I was just talking to him last week, but <laughs> yeah. And he was like, hey, uh, you know, Moogie, I can't, you know. <laughs> but for other reasons, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I know when we've talked when I was younger, you was just talking about like your hustle. And I know you guys started like airbrushing and stuff like that. So like walk me through that. I know that you just kind of talked about like art and how you kind of fell in love with it. But how did that develop into you actually selling it, wanting to do it, getting into airbrush, all that other stuff? Oh, well, we were back in high school and uh, your Uncle Michael was type of he was a hustler and he was he was old school. So like. I remember um, he was an entrepreneur too around that time. He was he was he was doing the mow mowing lawns and stuff. So we was it was about uh I think we were in eleventh grade and we were trying to come up with a hustle to make some money. So um, he kind of knew about airbrushing because back in the back in the early eight back in the mid eighties when you know, early eighties when uh when rap was just building the momentum, they used to have uh there was this there was this group of artists in New York on the East Coast called Shirt Kings and they used to airbrush all the rappers uh like their faces and stuff on the shirts and their outfits and so uh, everybody was kind of into that but they didn't have that out here we didn't really see it a lot so uh one day he was just like yeah what we need to do is we, we get some airbrush stuff going and he, he we were talking about it. i'm like yeah that'd be a good idea so uh i didn't know anything about airbrush and i know what it was it was foreign to me but um just like any other anything else i want to learn i just kind of pick it up and just say uh, i'm gonna just you know figure out how to do it so there was a Aaron Brothers. It was a it was a, a big um, one of the big art supply stores back in the days called Aaron Brothers Art Mart. So my mom, uh, Grammy, she took me out to uh, it was a, it was in a uh, 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 Mission Bay um, over there by the sports arena, and uh, she took me over there and they had like these little startup kits and it was they used to come with like a little aerosol can and you hook it up to the aerosol can and you just use it up to the aerosol can would go out and then you go buy more aerosol cans. So one day I went out there with my allowance, bought it. And your uncle Mike was like, you learn it. You know, we'll do is he would be the hustler, talk up, get the contracts and everything, get the people. And, you know, we, we do it. He'd help me out. So that's what we did. And uh, we uh, I learned how to do it. And the thing was, is you had your I won't go too far into, but you have your different types of airbrushes. You have the kinds that are single action that just the, the button goes up and down. Then you have your dual action that pulls back and forth. And the, your, dual, mm -hmm. your dual action are what the professionals use. And we started off with just a single action. So we're just trying to do this stuff. So I'm just learning. I'm just learning. So we we started the business and he used to go, uh, his high school was Morris High School. That was in our neighborhood. And I went to, uh, I was bussed out to University City High School. And so he uh, he ended up getting, we got a contract with the Morris High Pep Squad. It was a, it was a lot of people. 
so we had the idea we came up with stencils and everything and and uh he he sold them on the idea and you know everybody's supposed to buy their shirts and we started this little operation we work out the house at his house uh, upstairs in uh, uh his sister's room stephanie uh r.i.p um so we were doing it upstairs and uh and it was one of it started off good but you talk about we ended up having to do like a hundred shirts and you talking about single action two two colors and we doing this and and it was a lesson learned but that's that's how we really started and we we did it up to a point where once we got to that job then we was like we gonna take a break and you know we, we we made our little bit of money but it was a learning experience but i mean it was it was our little entrepreneurial hustle at the time it was cool we you know a lot of people were like they, they didn't think we were gonna do it but we did it and it took us a while and, and it, it wore us out we you know we we it was a long, tedious job because each shirt was taking a long time and people would come back. And every time we thought we was done, more people would come back with some more shirts. So we did that. And then after that, I think we kind of uh, we, uh, we we put it on pause for a little while. We were trying to think of something else that wasn't going to wasn't going to be as hard trying to as, as, as like uh, yeah. um, laborious at the, at the moment, you know. So yeah. that, was, that was pretty much it for that. Yeah, but you jumped into it. You said you used allowance, allowance, yeah. and uh, was able yeah. to just jump in and, and and do that. And it does. It takes a different type of person, you know. And I think that's something that you instilled in me when I was younger. Um, right. That I even take now is just, you know, you got to own it. <clears throat> you got to yeah. you use your skills and don't be afraid to be uncomfortable because obviously you had to be uncomfortable. It's tough airbrushing. Anyone yeah. that has ever airbrushed, yeah. You know, I remember when uh, I moved out when I was like eighteen, nineteen. I, I still had your compressor. And I was learning that stuff is hard. That dual action is no joke. You know, you go back that nah, opens nah, it up and nah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it, real, it, it's real, all real it's hard. yeah. It's just yeah. You just learn it after a while. And, and I remember when I first started because that was another thing when I actually went to work for somebody um, doing airbrushing. I didn't know how to use a dual action airbrush. So this was back when Fan, when Fanmark, uh, aka Fanbam, and uh, uh, San Diego Fan was Bam, jumping off. San Diego, was, you know, it was a hot spot. Everybody's gonna have flashbacks yeah. off this, but. Yeah, Fan Bam back in the day when it was jumping off in the in the eight, late eighties and early nineties, um, uh, there was an airbrush airbrush store and actually Eugene, the owner, he um he did t-shirts, he did uh stencils, he did like they call what did they it was holograms and all that kind of stuff. And he had the heat heat press. The first time I ever saw a heat press, he would iron the shirts. And what he did was he he was he was a hustler too. Eugene was a hustler. So he said, What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start an airbrush part of the business and I'll bring you more money. So he he had an airbrush spot and he had another artist up there. His name was Gino and Gino was a, a graffiti artist, but Gino was bad with the airbrush. And uh, mm-hmm. the thing was, but Gino was getting so busy, he was getting over he was getting overwhelmed. He couldn't do it, and there was a lot of things he couldn't do. Gino was good with graffiti art, but he wasn't good like I was with like character design and stuff like that. Yeah. So when I actually went to Fan Bam to work. I didn't know how to use a dual action. I was coming off of, I, st- I started the, we started the business back up around that time. And we, we did a, I did a, I don't know if you, if you remember, but I did your auntie Ted. I did her, her shirt. Yeah. I did her, uh, Teddy Pendergrass. Teddy Pendergrass. And then, um, and then I did, uh, auntie Michelle. I did a Alf. She was a big Alf fan. So I did the Alf yeah. for her. And, uh, so, but these were, I was just doing this out the house, but I was using a single action. So when I went to work at Fan Bam, I was just in the, I was thrown into the trenches. I didn't know how to use it. So I had to learn on the spot. So I had to learn that. I had to learn how to get comfortable working in front of people, actually having people walk by looking in. So it was it was under it was a uh, it was it was under fire. But I and, and when I started out there, I was a low guy on the totem pole. But I ended up getting just as good as Gino. And it was just the point like I wasn't graffiti graffiti, but I ended up having to learn how to do like 
block lettering, graffiti style art. I was doing the characters. So I ended up getting his respect. I ended up getting a lot of the people in the, in the, in the uh, fam art. I got their respect. And it was just, it built my confidence because it was like, I literally had to learn on the spot. And, yeah. and that's how a lot of things happen. I had, I just have to kind of just jump in and then I'm kind of like, uh, okay, I just got to do it, you know? Yeah. And so it was, it was cool. The one thing that I, that I think about too is as an uh, early entrepreneur is you take on those challenges and you kind of like add them to your repertoire, essentially. Because yeah. as, yeah. as a solopreneur, quote unquote, yeah. you know, you do things and you're like, okay, I need, I, I need to add this to my business. So I can't, I don't have enough revenue or whatever to bring in someone else that's an expert. Right, so right, I gotta right. figure it out and learn it myself. So yeah. that's crazy. I, how long did you? How long were you in FanBam? I was in FanBam. Uh, I want to say a couple years. It seemed it, 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 it was such drama up there, but it seemed like a long time. But I, I want to say like I worked with Eugene up for like about a year or two, and then he ended up he was subcontracting his part of the business from his boss. So he wanted to move back to Corpus Christi, where he was originally from, and take his family back. So what he did was he, he came up with the idea. He said, well, Tori, what I'll do is I'll sell you the airbrush part of the business and you just pay me. So he was doing the same thing that he was doing with his boss. So mm -hmm. what he did was he packed up. He left me the, the, the that part of the business. And I ended up trying to kind of but unsuccessfully taking over that and trying to run it. And that was a learning experience for me because. I, I didn't have any like real business skills at that time. So all I knew was coming in, going to work, doing this, doing this, paying the rent and just trying to, you know, I had, you know, I had you guys, I had your mom, we was trying to do the family thing and this was our only income. So I'm trying to do balance family life and, and, and the stuff going on there and then come to work and do that. And realizing that once you go to, once you have your own business, it never really stops. And it, it's all on you because it's like they, me, me and your mom will kind of go back and forth because it'll be like, look, I got to go to work. I got to I got to go there. I got to open. If I don't open, I don't make no, no we money. don't make any money. So yeah. it's like, yeah, we can sit here and we can argue about whatever we dealing with or going through or we need to stop this now. And I need to pick this up when we come back home because I got to go make this money because these people coming by here looking for me. And when I'm not there, I'm losing sales. So yeah. that's when I learned. That's when I learned about. The, the business part of it and not just just there's more to running the business just the the doing the whatever you do like the, the product or whatever you making it's running the, the admin the running it learning how to do the expense the expenses what are you taking in as opposed to you know what do you what are you making off of it and uh it, it was a, it was a learning experience yeah it was it and it like i said it it um it taught me a lot and it it didn't end the way i wanted it to but i learned a lot from it so yeah yeah so I'm picking, I'm prying at it a little bit. So right. where did you get that information from? Was it just you, you made those mistakes and you just took them into the next thing? Or like, how did you learn about what to do? Like you, you talk about like admin and stuff like that. Like who was your, who did you seek out or like what resources, books, things like that, that you did to, to further your education to help you? I think I just, you did at that point. Yeah, this was just, yeah, this is all pre pre internet. So it's like anything you had to learn, you just had to kind of go try to find a book on it. And I really never, I really still kind of like, um, I, I thought I knew, I thought it was just okay. You come, you come, you pay me, I take the money, I figure out what I need to buy, whoop, 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 and everything happens. It's, it's all good. But and then you you kind of learn like, okay, well, I need to, I need to learn how I have my expense, I have my expenses, and I have to know how much I need to make bare minimum to keep the lights on. Then I have to know what my profit is. Then I got to know what I need to live out of. And that, all that gets in, incorporated into that. And, and a, lot, a lot of things I just, like I said, I just kind of stumbled through. 
and then up to now where i learned like okay well you this is this you you know you have this part of the business you know everything goes hand in hand because a lot of times people and it's funny because i've known lots of people over the years like, i'm gonna start my own business i'm gonna start my own business. i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and it's easy to start it i tell people it's easy to start a business but it's hard because you have to understand that there's 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 that knowledge that you need to you need to know like everybody's not equipped to run a business everybody doesn't understand and they don't they don't have the the chops like they say to to do that because it's like not only like say friends if you're a baker well i i make good pies and i know people like to buy my pie so i know i'm gonna make all this money but if you don't know how the basics of how to run that business it doesn't matter you know so it's like one of these things where like people get it people get it twisted because i've been with a lot of people that oh, yeah i'm gonna start this business i'm gonna do this we're gonna do that and it always ends up going sideways because everyone kind of like kind of pushes off the, the 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 unsexy side of the business part and that's where you have to go in and you have to look at okay at the end of the day what needs to be done you know what's what's behind the scenes and like i'm saying that that's the one thing about entrepreneurialism nowadays or entrepreneurship is people people love to fall in love with the idea of entrepreneurship but they don't really understand a lot of people don't understand what it takes to be an entrepreneur and um the word got real it gets thrown around a lot now because everybody watches youtube they watch gary vaynerchuk and they watch so and so and so and so and everybody's you know they think they want to be an entrepreneur because they don't want to work anymore and it's it looks it looks you know cool it looks sexy and everybody's doing it but not everybody can do it and do it right and that's 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 just one of the funny things about now because i remember when you never used to hear the word a lot when i was coming up you knew but you never heard it like it is now it's part of everybody's vocabulary now everybody knows the word entrepreneur everybody knows this everybody knows these these same people that we you know we we know and we see on the uh the videos and it's uh one of the things i'll always tell people is do your research you know make sure it's what you want to do and make sure that you're willing to do the dirty work you know because a lot of times man it's like people don't understand when you're an entrepreneur or like a, 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 one of the people that I like who's really real about entrepreneurship without all the glamour is, is Dame Dash. Mm-hmm. Dame Dash says a lot of real stuff. He doesn't say all the glamorous stuff about uh, entrepreneurship. He's, he speaks straight from the hustler, dirty side of, of entrepreneurship. He says, I get I, I get things, I flip stuff. I flip this to get to make my money. And he's mm-hmm. not sitting there trying to, you know, have a bunch of cars and show you and flash money in front of you. He's 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 just like, it's, to me, it's like it's almost like it's just one of these things. It's just like it's work for me. I just do this. I'm an entrepreneur. I can't work for anybody. I'm a true entrepreneur. I'm a true businessman. I'm, I'm, I'm my own boss. But this is how I do it. This is not the the sexy. Oh, I got a million dollars and look at this and this and you know the flashy part of it. It's the it's the it's the the meat and potatoes of it, and that's the part that that's hard for a lot of people. Because even for me, you know, when a, a lot of times when I was younger, I used to just yeah, I want to start my business and 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 you know entrepreneurship for me has just been a everything with me is a uh i'm a i'm a hard i'm a stumble and fall person when i learn stuff i don't learn it by simply watching other people and being like oh i see their mistakes i know how to apply it it's like no i end up stumbling through a lot of stuff and then i have to get back up and do it again do it again and do it again because that's my learning curve you know it's just things click like that i just my 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 thinking is backwards so it's like all of a sudden one day i've been doing all the wrong things and then one day it just clicks and it's like, oh, oh, I finally get it. I need to do this, this and this. And then that'll get the result I want as opposed to, well, I read this. I read this story and it happened this way for this guy. And, you know, it should happen this way because I'm trying to do it the same way he's doing it. It's like, nah, it's like 
you, you understand your basics of what you need, what you want, and what you have to do, and you do that, you know? Kind of like, you know, people, it's the same. We can kind of apply yeah. this to a lot of different stuff, like getting married or, you know, having a car. Yeah. You know, yeah obviously, because, the, there's yeah. great things about having a car. You know, you can get where you want to get if it's a reliable one. You know, you put gas in it, but, or let me take out the gas part. You put things in it that you want. You can set it up the way you want. You can get it smelling the way you want, Yeah. however you want. But at the end of the day, there's upkeep. There's there's all the maintenance. There's all different things that come with it. So I get what you're saying. Like, you, you if you love your car, you like having your own, your own right. trap transportation without public transportation yeah. you got it there's a lot of other things that come yeah. with it and I, i'm not even gonna lie dad like yeah. <clears throat> i was just grinding i got a box right here where this weekend man it, it just consumed my life and i and uh yeah. me just like every moment that i had to like think about something like i took breaks for the kids and you know we did little things like we had a little picnic and stuff like that but for the most part like that's how i see it like when i was my back was hurting around pressing shirts on weeding all these different shirts it's just like this is the hard part it's right. the hard part and right the goal for me though and i was telling kendra about it she was like i said there's different there's different layers or there's different, there's yeah, different levels yeah, to the being work. an entrepreneur and i actually just recorded a video i'm going to be dropping it soon where I, I i give three different types of entrepreneurs one is the hobbyist which is someone that does not mind going to their job every single day and then they have a side hustle there's nothing wrong with that then there's the i call them the independent that's the person that's I don't care if I make another job for myself. I actually, quite frankly, can make the same amount of money right. that I'm making working for someone else. I just rather do it on my own. And then you have, I like to call them the venturist. And that's the person that's thinking about long-term wealth, thinking about right. generational wealth. They don't want to create a job for themselves. Right. They want to build a business to sell it, to create, you know, all these other, other things. So I was telling her, I was like, there's different layers to it. <clears throat> and for me, just right. doing my research and figuring it out, I'm trying, I'm really understanding like yeah. what type of entrepreneur that I am. And I'm applying that and, and, and I see like kind of like the end goal, like, you know, I'm putting in the grind now up late, you know, filming videos and, and, and batch recording and making shirts and, you know, doing this and running around. And I told her, I was like, the goal for me is to put in all this work and then I can create systems so that you and I can spend time right. that we want when, when we right. want to go do stuff or if the kids need to do something like this is the grind right now. This is this is the hard work. And it's it's I mean, people see my Instagram and they're like, oh, you know, that's really cool. You know, I'll get some likes and stuff on some stuff that right. I do. It's like, exactly. and this is hard. Exactly. This is I'm showing you the exactly. end product, but I'm not showing you how I had to go online, <laughs> how I had to all the work behind it, you know, like and that's a tough part. Like Every, everything has a grind yeah. to it and i think if you truly the, the work behind if it. you truly yeah. Yeah. love it or have a passion for something you got to have a passion yeah. for all of it you know I, you know that's just how i see it even with even with even with sports people that are in the sports and stuff like that like you can't just want to be in the championship because there's an nba there's right, right. <laughs> so exactly. many other games there's what yeah. 67 game or not 67 like 82 games that they have to play um don't quote me on that number. I exactly. should know that number, but exactly. um, even like you know what I mean. So it's just it's just under <laughs> it's just understanding that yeah. that process and understanding kind of like I was talking to a friend of right. mine. He was just saying like <laughs> I don't angle. know what's your angle, right? Uh, like well, what 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 do you want to do? And then you apply everything that you're doing and all your efforts towards meeting that angle. Work your way back. Divert, reverse engineering at its right, finest. Right. You like you like yeah. you saying you started the but, I mean, it, started the, you but started you are the, right the the, the word entrepreneur does get thrown around a yeah. lot yeah, yeah. Work way back. it just gets misconstrued, yeah. misconstrued um and you know people just want it people people want it because they want the freedom but man, it's yeah. hard <clears throat> yeah 
<clears throat> yeah, but they, it is. It is. It's hard. And 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 you know, even speaking, you know, for myself, you know, still, you know, I'm still in the nine to five grind. And uh, um, yeah. But you just as long as you have that dream and you know where you want to go with that dream, you know, eventually it's like that's only finite for the moment. And it's just like as long as you putting your systems in place and you doing what you got to do, then it's all good. And it's just like, um, and like I said, it, it, it's 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 one of those things where it's uh it's just that freedom, you know, and especially because I know you know you go and you start looking at your time, especially like like me being. 51 now and time is different for me than for you at the stage you are in life and then for like your kids so you start to see time different so now for me especially it's like my time is very very important so you start looking at how much time am I spending here as opposed to I'm spending time on myself or, or better myself so it's like what do I need to do to, to to get that time to where it's for me and it's like not I'm not dedicating it to somebody else's because I start to think like, OK, I, I, I break it in terms like I, I, I do it like this. You go spend eight hours to further somebody else's dream and to put money in their pockets and build their legacy. What are you doing to build yours? Now, for some people, like I said, there's nothing wrong. We all know there's nothing wrong with you working a, a nine to five. You know, a lot of people, they like poo poo on it. But it's like if that's what makes you money and that's advancing your family. And that's, you know, that's cool for you. That's fine. Because a lot of everybody, we can't have 10 million entrepreneurs running around. You can't have that. You you have to have people that get up, go to work, do the, go, go pick up the trash, go do the plumbing, go do this, the, the regular, the everyday stuff. So everybody can't have that entrepreneurial dream and go do that because it's just how everything balances out. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things where you got to realize what you want. And if, if it, and, and the thing is, I like it because especially with your podcast i like the fact that you interview everyday people you know because again people tend to harp on it'll be easy for you to go out and try to find like somebody who's like uh uh making a whole lot of money and he it looks flashy and it looks good you know what i'm saying so it gets people on that part where it's like oh yeah he's he's got i see dude driving around town in his bins and it's like no being an entrepreneur can just mean that you you have a business you work your business you you get up you go to work and you're not trying to be rich but that business is your business it's like somebody who owns a laundromat or the guy that owns a donut shop down the street you know and i think people people forget about that you know when you when you go especially like uh, that's why i like a lot of immigrant stories because a lot of people that come from overseas they only have two options they say when i come to when i come to america it's the land of opportunity what am i going to do now, do I go get a job or do I go do this? And a lot of them are like, they come from cultures that we get it. We build our own business. I'll go, I'll go get me a, a laundromat. I'll start me a laundromat or I'll start me a dry cleaning business or I'll start me a donut shop or I'll start me a, a whatever. And that's, they're not there trying to get rich, mm -hmm. but you go to that donut shop, you pay that man his money for your donuts and your coffee. That's his money. That donut shop is his legacy. No matter how you look at it, no matter how you might sit there and say, well, I don't want to make no donuts. I don't want to do that. I, I don't do that. No, but you don't want to do it. But he decided he wanted to do it. And that's where his American dream is. And that's where I think a lot of people get things twisted and they they watch too much. They look at too much YouTube. They they watch everything becomes fixated on on the dollar value. And entrepreneurship is not it's, 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 it's not about 
the flashy part of it. It's just about the person that's willing to say, I don't want to do that. I want to do it my way. I have my own dream. I want to put my effort and my energy into my own dream, whether I only make enough to pay the bills every day, but that what I do fuels me. I'm not going to make it money for somebody else. Then they in turn cut me a check every two weeks. And, you know, and then I'm, I'm trying, I'm in that safe zone. A lot of people think they are. It's like, no, that's, 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 that's that true, true entrepreneur thing. And I think that people, like I said, a lot of people get the flashy part twisted over just the whole concept of entrepreneurship. Cause you don't ever talk about, people don't ever talk about just regular everyday people a lot. They only fall, they only focus on the flashy stuff. You know, I, like I said, people that are, they see him, they, you know, they're making a, a lot, a lot of money. They're doing this. Oh yeah. He, he owns like uh, uh two two uh two or three restaurants he's doing this he's doing that it's like nah sometimes for people to understand something they got to see somebody just like them they got to see that person who who owns that little ice cream shop down the street they got to see that guy you know they got to see the guy who who might have like a little a little shoe shine you got you got dudes that have their own shoe shine business they they make six figures a year depending on where they are in, in, in the world you know so it's it's about figuring out and saying okay well i want to do this but what do I need to do to make that happen? I didn't have that resource. Like it was like you said, just trial and error. So just like I also wanted it to be, you know, something that information that I that I was looking for, that I was seeking, I want to be able to package it up and give it to people too. So right now I'm, I'm currently in the process of writing like a book on how to start a business. Um, the goal is to get that out. I mean, I have my other book project, but this is something that's just going to be like 50 pages where, you know. Right, right. I could just, you know, share with people, this is how you start a business, how you do some research, market research, and um, this is where you go to file for your fictitious business name. This is the, st this is the process to get your LLC. These are the pro this is the process to get any licenses or things like that. Um, this is how you look for vendors. Um, so you bring on a partner if you need to, angel investor. So the goal is to help as many people as I can, dad, honestly. Through my process, the goal, I think I already told you, I'm trying to jump into a store. Um, I think it's about that time. You know, I, I've, right. been, I've been doing ECG for, since Phoenix was born. And the sad part about it is I've seen some really big years where I just was killing it. And then All other right. years where it's like low. And I can always say, okay, why was the revenue so high in this year? And why was it so low in this year? And normally it's just right. because time. I haven't really, you know, I treated it as a side hustle and that's what it did. But the jobs that I were getting were big orders, you know, big things that right. I'm doing. So it's just like, I told Kendra, it's like, it's at the point now where if I don't jump off and I don't do it and I don't, you know, go all out, like, I just need to leave it alone. I need to put it away. Yeah. Yeah. Point. Cause there's a, there's a point where you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta jump, you know? And, uh, I was watching this, uh, this motivational, uh, video on YouTube a couple of days ago by Steve Harvey. And, uh, he, he, it was, it was called jump. And he was just talking about at some point, you just got to jump. You got to do what you got to do, you know, and uh, that's that's what you got to do. Yeah, you just, you know, as long as you you, you, you plan out what you got to do and you, I mean, nothing's ever perfect. I mean, you know, it's just like that's how everything is. It's a leap of faith. And it's like the, the biggest thing is like what what could go wrong? All you can do is fail, you know, mm -hmm. that's all you can do. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's like and that's one of the things, too, is like sometimes uh, fear gets you, you know, because um, especially when you got to because I remember when I was. You know, I had to I had to focus and you know always keep a keep a job because I had you know I had to f put food on the table for you guys and I had to pay bills. 
And um, so sometimes you get you're like, well, now now is not a good time for me to try to take this risk. You know, I got to I got to think about other people. I can't. This is what I want to do, but this is what I need to do at the moment. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you you fit your needs where they need to be at. Mm-hmm. You prioritize. Mm-hmm. But sometimes even then you just got to look at it like, you know, you only got one life. And um, you got to be you, you got to live it the way you want to live it. And I especially nowadays is, um, you know, sometimes you, you have to be in control of what you're doing because just, you know, like I said, I don't knock people for working nine to five. I still work a nine to five for a minute and it is what it is. But sometimes when you start looking at things from a different perspective and not from, oh, I got a paycheck or look how much look how much of a raise I got. It's like at the end of the day, how much of that time is allotted to somebody else? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You spend eight hours or more, more focused on mm-hmm. somebody more on somebody else's thing. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're they're making money off of you, off of your labor. Granted, you're you're helping them, but they're benefiting out of it, mm-hmm. especially their families benefiting out of it. You know, you're you're getting a paycheck for it. But unless you unless you unless you learned early to stack your money and make some really good stock investments and you just build in your portfolio, your your retirement portfolio, most people aren't doing that. They work in paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. So that's where a lot of that's where a lot of of, of a lot of the uh, anxiety and, and unhappiness is coming from now because people's people's work life balance is off. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have any balance in your life. That's what that's what it does. You go through these highs and these lows because there's, no, there's nothing to, to keep you keep you even because you're all you're doing is working either either you're not working enough or you're working too much. There's no balance in there. So in the meantime, in between time, people aren't even people's basic needs aren't even getting met. So it's like this is what's causing people to just kind of look around and say, what what am I doing this for? Am I doing this? Well, what, what is my what is my ultimate goal for this? Should I why am I working this hard for something building something for somebody else? Maybe I should start doing it for me. You know, maybe I should concentrate on me and, and building, building something for me and my family, as opposed to going to work for somebody. And at the end of the day, I'm putting money in their bank account for their children and their children's children, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's a tough concept, though. It's a it's a it's a <clears throat> I like to say at age 25, you are dried clay. So anyone that has worked in school with ceramics, you understand when clay is dry. There's nothing yeah. that you can do. And that's how I feel about people and their personalities. Obviously, you can grow as you get older. But once you're 25, there's certain systems and there's certain ways of thinking uh, yeah. that people are in. And uh, I think if you if, if you have that, that, that mentality early on, it starts to surface and you start to, you know, flirt with ideas of like entrepreneurship and, you know, not not liking it and it may take you to your 30 or 35 to actually say i'm just gonna like you said just just jump and do it um but it's it's tough for people because but you said it earlier in the conversation too like not everyone is meant and built that way not everyone's built right for tough right <laughs> not yeah. everyone can can do those things not everyone can or has that mentality and it's tough though because i feel like for me one thing that I, i'm blessed about having with this podcast is I'm actually talking to like-minded people because I know when I'm talking about ownership or when I'm talking about, you know, different things with business, the people that I'm around, like work-wise, they don't think that way. Yeah, so, exactly. it's so it's so yeah. it's so difficult because they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and they just don't see it. They're like, no, no, I want to just come to work and do what I do and go home and yeah, see? I don't need anything more. And that's cool. If that's what you want to yeah. do, that's what you want to do. But for me, it's just, and, and that's one thing for me too, like what keeps me up at night is the other stuff that I, that makes me happy. 
you know, art right. and, and, you know, being able to print shirts. I love printing shirts. I'm, I, I'm actually talented at printing shirts because I've been doing it for right. so long. So like I can register a shirt like that. You know, I can, I love the, the, the thought process of like, okay, this is a two color job. How do I get it right? Or like the other day I was printing like 60 shirts and just the registration and you know, the smaller, the, like this to register something yeah. like, okay, there's a landmark here. Like, because I can, I can level it with that. But say, let's just say this was on just a plain blue shirt and I had to put this tiny logo on a shirt. You know, you, that's a skill that you have to, you know, either you have the tools like lasers and things to let, help you register. But to me, it's just like, I'm, I, I've just learned so much from, yeah. you know, back yeah, you in the days. You can eye it. You can eye it. I yeah. can eye it. And watching you, you know, I used to, back when we were at, it wasn't FanBam at that time. I think FanBam was later. It was uh, the Bazaar at the time. Yeah. It was still the Bazaar. Yeah. So I used to go there and help you out. And I see how you used to just level up the shirts and line them up and make sure things were yeah. symmetrical and stuff like that. So, like, all those things that I learned, I've gotten better at. So, like, the things that keep me up at night, the things that wake me up in the morning, is not my nine to five. And right. I, I would... I would be doing myself a disservice if I just let myself just whittle away. I feel like it's it's important for me. Like you said, you only live one life, but it's hard for me. And you kind of hit it on the nail. Like I have kids. I can't just jump out right. and, right. you know, I can't do those things like because I am thinking about other people. So if someone was like trying to trying to get that together, like what would your advice be to them? Like if, if it's like me, if you're trying to give me advice, dad, like what would your advice be to take those to, next steps. To, to be able to take that leap yeah um just sit down first like like we talked about before get with wifey and get on the same page and then come up with a plan and and uh figure out how you can you can do a jump and give yourself maybe sit down and say well let's 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 give ourselves six months Let's just set let's things beforehand. Let's just, let's set some things up so we're not gonna be in this stress mode because that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing for people is they you go out there and that mud, that little bit of money you make you're you're depending on it so fast. So then it becomes you're, you become desperate. So every little every little job you're looking for. So you just want to set it up to where it's like just plan out. Try to plan out maybe uh, uh, put put a little money together and saying okay let's save up two or three months worth. And let's let's see how how we can make this work, you know, because at some point you do have to try to you do have to try, because if you don't, you're just going to keep finding reasons why not to. Well, I, I, I can't do it now. I can't do it here. You just got to just try to set it up to where it's, it's, you can't do it in a perfect sense to where it's like, you know, we can have all these little things in place and everything's going to work out perfect. Just say, hey, let's let's sit down and figure out how we can make this feasible. Do we need to set aside, like, let's just, let's just hustle for, and get save up three months worth of our expenses. And then, then once we do, we get to that, we get that three months worth of expenses. Let's do it. You go do it. Boom. We do it. Let's give ourselves six months to a year. And, you know, let's see how fast we can make it work and how, how good we can make it work. And if things start going, then we get back, you know, at, at, at a certain end of period of time we say okay how's everything looking does this look like we can keep doing this and we can keep doing this and just do it you know we just do it because sometimes all you got all you have is faith in your dream you know and like i said what's the worst thing is you know i gotta go back to get i gotta get a job again you know i got skills i can go get another job i can do this but you just never know until you try you know yeah i think the the, the biggest thing for me and I, I told kendra this i was like 
you are my biggest stakeholder. <laughs> like, you are the one person yeah. that I have to yeah. convince before anybody else. Like, because, and she says it too. She's like, the money that we save up, like, I want to, she's like, I love you. And she's just never been with someone like me before. And I'm not saying it like right. to be, to Yeah, to I know what you mean. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, but she I'm never always, had somebody thought like that. She just, she's never. been dealing with certain types of people. So it's causing her to get out of that zone. Or where mm-hmm. she's been, she mm-hmm. she's got to think like, oh, okay, well, I yeah, I'm, I've never been exposed to like thinking like this. Yeah. So now it's causing her to have, you know have a, have a mind shift. Yeah. And so, and that's and we kind of talked about. She was like, I feel like sometimes I'm always the one that has to compromise, and I'm like, I, it's tough because the way that I see it, the way that I feel about it, is, yes, that's true, but also like. Me not jumping and jumping into stuff like that's also me compromising too, you know. That's me. That's me understanding and saying like, okay, like I gotta do this. And I told her too. I was like, my goal for when we when I first started ECG because at at the time of us meeting each other, which was about eight years ago, it's crazy. We've been married for going on seven years. But when I first met her, I was doing ink pushers, and that was like my freelance silk screen. So I was able to like just do stuff. I didn't really have like a business. I just needed a name so that I can make money under the business name so it could be more official when I do work for people. Right. But I didn't do that business to be like, I'm about to open up a storefront. I did it just to be like, this is my little hustle. Um, But once Phoenix was born, I said, you know what? Like I really want to encompass everything that I can offer because now I am thinking about a business and I can't, I don't want, I'm not just, I'm not just printing. I'm also graphics too. And I know that that's a good way of like in-house graphics, making good products for people. Like that's something that I can sell. So fast forward, I started ECG with that in mind. And when I first started ECG, she was she was like, what? So I told her, I was like, look, and well, you know, I'm digging into to our personal sometimes. We're like, yeah, I want to spend it. She's like, hey, this savings is my savings too. So if you All right. All right. drop the ball, I know you think, okay, it is what it is. I tried. But to me, it's like, I worked hard for that $500 that you just lost right. on, on this, you know? So the business started out, you know, having those conversations like, babe, I want to spend 50 bucks. I think that this, I need to get this for the business and things like that. Now the business has gotten to the point where it can sustain itself. I can go out and spend $500, $600 on this for the business. Or if I need, like we bought the cricket, we made the, literally the cricket was unpacked and put on the table. The shade of the actual printer didn't even hit the table before we was able to make the money back. So for her, like I've been trying to tell her, like, I feel like for so long, the proof of concept has been there. You know, right. and like I said earlier, like there's been times where the business has been up and there's been times where the business has been down. And I look at it and say, okay, like why was the business down at that time? It's like, oh, when the business was up, that means that's when I was hustling. I was walking, right. you know, I put on a suit and tie and, you know, put on my little name badge that I got printed, legit name tag, and was walking around with my postcards. And I said, hey, I do this. Hey, I did that. Hey, I do this. I print shirts for you. And that year, like, I grew substantially and that was just off of me doing it part-time. So now I'm at the point where her now is just like, it's that, like you said, that shift to be like, Hey baby, either we take this to the next level or we sit it down. But I feel like we've been doing, it's been such proof of concept. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm doing all this, like out of my room, out of my house, you know, and out of my in-laws house, you know, I was printing in an extra spare bedroom at Lottie's house, you know, so it's just like right. going over there late at night and and burning sc- like it's just like all that stuff. Like I still got stacks and stacks of um, screens that I've used over there. So I'm just saying that to say this is just like I'm just at a point now. It's just like that. It's not like I'm trying to come up with a starter business, 
You know, right, right, oh, I right. want to go do like, avocado just toast. Just pulling an idea out and just be like, oh, guess what? Guess what I came up with? Yeah, and to her, yeah, like the crazy yeah. thing about it, she's like, I just feel like sometimes like you're all over the place. Your goals. I'm like, no, my goal literally for the past six years has been to grow ECG. You know, sometimes I like I'm ready to jump off the cliff and just do it. And then some, sometimes I'm so reserved, I'm just like, whatever, you know? But I just can't see myself, like, continuing my nine-to-five for much longer. You know, I need to... Yeah, I need to, and I need that's to, the thing, too, is another thing is, like, I, I just I just feel in this day and age, it's like, that whole that whole concept of... Because there's no job security anymore. There's yeah. no job security. Yeah. So the, that, 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 led, that sale with, with Grammy, with my mom, you know, that was the last generation. Well, part of my generation can do that, but even now it's just shady. Um... So that whole concept of I'm going I'm to go work at this job for 20, 25, 30 years, I'm going to retire, I'm going to have this pension and all that, those days are done. Mm-hmm. And now we're in a new economy, whether you want to be in there or not. And it's people, it's forced people to, to reevaluate their, 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 their wants and their goals. And it's mm-hmm. like, then you got to think of what's your legacy? What do you want your legacy to be? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want you, do you want, do you want, your kids to grow up and go work and do that and do the same thing you're doing because quality of life, like I said, quality of life is everything. You know, I remember, you know, working, 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 but not being there when you guys were doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was out working hard. I was making the money, but I wasn't spending quality time with my kids, yeah. you know, whereas like you guys have genuine memories with your mom. We, we, we have, I have sporadic memories. I remember, okay, well, I'm here for a minute now. I got to go here. I got to go do this. I got, I got to get back to work. I got to do this. So that, that took away from a lot, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you know, it's, it's all priorities. And like, like we said before, there's nothing wrong with, with, with you working a job. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's where it fits into your life. For some people, that's great. But for other people, I want the feeling of, I don't like, calling somebody my boss you know i'll call you my supervisor i'll call you this but you will not hear me call you boss i just don't do that you know i don't know oh boss no i don't do that you know and especially the age i'm at now because now i'm like what do you do that i can't do mm-hmm. you know what do you know that i i don't know or what or that i can't learn to put us on the same level Correct. So my whole my my whole mindset, which has been like that for years, but it's just and now I'm to the point where I just don't even I really don't want to be in anything that I don't have control in. You know what I'm saying? And that's where that's where a lot of with especially with creative stuff and not to get sidetracked, but that was one of the best feelings of when I transitioned from just rapper to producer to owning my own stuff because I, I did that progression. I, I put it, I took everything I've learned in life. I always had to learn myself. So when I wanted to, when it got to the point where I had to do more and I had to look at, I had to look at, okay, the people around me making the music, they're doing things. And what are you doing? Jason was hooked. Jason was, was producing with the, with a buddy of his and they were making money. They were hustling. So I wasn't going to interfere with that hustle. So, but in the meantime, I had, I had ideas and I had music I wanted to do. So I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do? You're going to wait to get, you know, when he had time or what are you going to do? So I was like, okay, I, I, I can do, I, I need to learn how to produce. I need to learn how to get in there and get my own stuff. So what did I do? I went out, I bought my own, I bought my own equipment. I learned how to produce. I learned how to do this. I went out, I want to start my own record label. Boom. It wasn't about me running out here making money so I could go buy fancy cars and, and, and drive around the neighborhood. It wasn't that. It was so I could look back and say, that's my vision. I made those, I made that, that track, I made that music, I made the lyrics, all of that is me. And when I, when I had, when I, uh, 
when I went and did my first record, my first album, when I recorded my first album, I was in the studio by myself. Most of most of the 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 most creative times where I've the, uh, what do I want to say the most pivotal pivot, pivotal times when I've done things in life, I've been by myself. When I was in the studio and I recorded my first album, I was it was just me and the engineer. I remember I was working at Pepsi. Pepsi was right around the corner. There was a, there was a studio called uh, I forget, but it was run. It was run by these. Uh, there was there was, it was, it was these guys that were right around the corner from Pepsi down the street. And it was a studio, and I have a, a recording studio. And I uh, I found out where it was, and I'm like, that's perfect. And what I, I did was I took I think I took the whole week off. I took a vacation week off, and I, I went home and I, I laid everything out. I said, okay, I want to do an album on this many songs. I re I recorded everything. Ahead of time, I lay, I formatted the album, I formatted everything, I did, I laid everything out because I said time is money. I wasn't one of these people that go in the studio and like, oh, let's hang out and let's. No, it's like we get in the studio, we record and we out. I don't sit around and play. I don't play in the studio. You know what I'm saying? We could play afterwards, but let's take care of business. Yeah. So when I got to the studio, I impressed the engineer so much because he was like, dude, because they're used to rappers going in there and just sitting around and you know what I'm saying. I was like, let's go, let's go. Time is money. I paid this money. I got this project to finish. So I wanted to finish everything that night. So when we were done that night, everything was done. And that was one of the best, most creative, most fulfilling moments in my life. I was sitting in there with the engineer, listening to the stuff that I made by myself in my house for me. And I'm like, this is all me. This is nobody else. This is all me, 100%. And that, that felt so good because it's like you vision something, you visualized it. And you made it happen. You didn't sit there and wait for, oh, well, I'm going to go borrow money from Grammy. And if she don't give me this 500 bucks, I can't do it. It's like, no, I worked. I made my overtime. I booked my studio time. I did everything I needed to do to do it, to do what I wanted to do. And it was just like, it was crazy because I remember that. I, to this day, I wish I still had a, I, still, I wish I still had the tapes for that. But I remember sitting in the studio with just me and the engineer. We were just sitting there just listening. And it took like, I want to say, about five hours, five or six hours, we recorded everything, and we was done. It was a wrap. I left out of there. I had my what you call it. I had to go back, and I think I did went back to do a mix down. But um, yeah, and then when every other time I went to the studio with my own, with just by myself, I was with just me and the engineer. We'd sit there, and everybody always said the same thing. They was like, "Dude, you come in here, and you just you just ready to work. You just and I like your music. I don't even normally like rap music, but I like yours. I like what you're doing. I feel what you're doing, and I'm like, thank you. I go in there, we all business. It's like boom." Let's handle it. And I don't go in there and like, oh, well, let's smoke this joint real quick. Let's smoke this. Let's hit this real quick, man. Let me get this drink. And I'm like, no, nah, man. We go in there. We joke, haha. But start the music. Cue it up. Give me in the booth. I'm good. Let's go. Boom. Yeah. Next project. And the airbrush, airbrush, airbrush stuff was good too. I have my good times with that. Uh, the music. But yeah, that was that. Having your own, just looking at that, and when people buy that when I go sell those tapes, and everybody's like, yeah, I like that. I go sell this, or when I when I sell something else, and, and I make a logo for somebody, and I sell that. And even with the graphics, no one taught me how to do graphic design. I remember when I was yeah making graphics for my, my my cassette tapes. I was doing it old school. I was cutting, pasting, and cutting, putting the stuff out, laying it out in cassette form, and putting the typing in the on the typewriter, typing in the the the, the, the type and everything. Mm. And I was like, I got to do this. How can I figure out how how am I gonna get this done? And I would do it. I didn't wait. I, I remember. Doing my first little bit of my own graphics work, it was horrible. It was oh god, it was horrible. It was on a little Windows, whatever it was. But it was, but it, I did it. You know, I had to learn how to do it. And that was back when it was called desktop publishing. That's when every only a few people knew how to do that. 
And then I did that. And then I remember hearing about Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop. And I was like, I don't know what any of that is. So finally, I, I, I you know, got exposed to that. And then I, I started learning Photoshop. But then I learned Illustrator a little bit. And it was like, okay, well, let me get into this. And then I remember barely understanding how to use Illustrator. But then now looking at my stuff now, I'm like, damn, I came a long way. I remember. But it was I never had like somebody say, hey, man, come over here. Let me come over here and I'll, I'll give you a few lessons on this. And it's just like... I, I, I got to, what do I got to learn to be able to go from here to here? And that's what I do. That's my learning curve for stuff a lot. A lot of times I'm in, I'm in the moment I'm in motion and I, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I do things and it's a challenge to me too. Cause like, I'm like, how can I do that? How can I challenge myself to do that? And that's, I think my biggest, one of my biggest, I say one of my biggest, uh, talents is drawing. Yeah. But it's the creative the, the, the creative process how my creative process gets me to okay how do you figure out to go from point a to point b how do you figure out how to do that and get the results that you want to get and that's how creative creative wise that's how i've always done my creative mind has always been like that ability to be able to just just pull something out of nothing and just be like i see this i see it here so now how do i get it to go here how do I get this vision out? And then once I can sit back and be like, oh, because like now when I sell stuff, I get my uh, I get favorited a lot on Etsy for like my uh, my Bride of Frankenstein. That's like my biggest my biggest seller. And people connect with it because they like it. But I remember when I did that drawing, I did that pen, that pen, pen drawing on a piece of paper, on a paper towel. I remember that. I just drew it. I visioned it. I, I, I visualized it. And I'm like, this is the look. I, this is it. I see this. And then what I did was I said, okay, well, boom, let me, um, let me figure out how to do this. And then when I figured out I could do it in Illustrator and make it come out a certain way, it was, it was long. I was like, oh, great. You know? And so now I look at it and I, sometimes I just look at stuff and I just be like, what, how did you, you know, what, what, what was that? that? And just, you know, but it's not to go off on a long tangent, but no, yeah. it's that, it's that grind of like, you actually, oh, why that popped up? Um, it's that grind. Like you, you basically you see like you look back at your work i was actually dropped off some shirts to one of my clients yesterday and i told him i was like dude like <clears throat> i get excited when i'm packaging like i print the shirt and it came out i package it i put it in the bag and i i, I fold it up and i have it ready to go and give like the, the, like that's like me shooting a shot and making it in basketball like i i right. have that same you know because obviously throughout my life like i've had different passions and things that i like and when I played basketball, it was, it was like that. It was up there, like man, I'm super excited. Or when I was in a studio at the house and I recorded my little out my little mixtape, and I'm sitting there at the little table and you, you know EQ and all that right. stuff. Like me finishing up the product, like I can compare, like oh my gosh, like that moment, that high that I had. That's how I get. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and it's exactly. A, it's a it's just a great it's a great thing to actually when you find it. And one thing that I remember as a kid, and I think it's I don't think I know that it's from seeing you having your passions and having things that you love. I grew up around a lot of people that that didn't have that. They don't have, at a young age, I knew kind of what I wanted to do. I knew that right. I was gonna do something art. I knew that I was talented. I knew what I was talented in. It was just me, the course of life, kind of guiding right. me and putting me and putting me in the right positions and, and things like that. But for the most part, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew who I, who I right. was like deep down inside right 
And right. same thing with you. Like at the end of the day, like you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter relationships. It doesn't matter if you had a fight with someone, if you got into like whatever it is, work, whatever stressful, you know what's gonna make you happy. You know yeah, what's exactly. you have that passion. And it's just like one thing that especially with working with kids, like that's one thing that I try to tell them. Like I try to pass it on to them and even my kids, your grandkids, I try to tell them like, hey, you need to love something you you this is the time for yeah. you to really explore and figure out what it is because one thing that you that you want to have is when you have that passion it doesn't matter what life takes you through you always got that one thing that keeps you grounded yeah yeah and it's just it's important me and Grammy was talking about that it's like it's important for people to have kids think like that at the at a young age start to have them think like what 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 do you like? What do you, what do you, you know, not, not saying that they have to do that for the rest of their life, but what do you, what do you like? What do you get in, get this? It's getting in, in touch with themselves as opposed to, Oh, here, go play on the playground. Go do this. Sit down and think of, what do you think about? What do you, what would you think you would like to do? Well, how do you, do you want to create something? What do you, and it, so it, it, it takes, it turns the conversation inward to where they have to go from the inside out. And it's like, okay, and it causes them to think. And it's like, so by a certain age, they kind of like are on a, like a little a little pathway mm-hmm. as opposed to like uh, outside stimuli. Oh, well, I think they like to, to, to play basketball. So I'm gonna start pushing basketball. Oh, I think they might like this. But it's like, no, they might have something else they totally are interested in mm-hmm. and let them explore that and let them get in contact and be in touch with that as opposed to, yeah, you know, I, I wanted to play baseball when i was a kid and i really want my kid to have the same love i had with a baseball so i take him out to the field every weekend have you asked your son does he want to do that mm-hmm. have you asked your daughter does she want to do that or are you just living you just assume it because you, they see you having fun with it and you just think it you, you understand what i'm yeah. saying it's, yeah. it's everybody i think kids nowadays really just need to have that time where they can just sit down and be like what asking the questions what do you think what do you think about this what do you you know start developing those thoughts early because that gets them more self self in tune at a, at a young age so they cannot get so manipulated and that is not a guarantee that that won't happen but you know what i'm saying it gets them more in contact with themselves more in touch with themselves their inner self yep. you know one thing that kendra and i tell phoenix we like look little girl one thing you're gonna need to do is something so yeah. whatever you choose, yeah. I don't care what it is, but it's gonna be something. Yeah. You ain't just gonna be coming to my house yeah. sitting around doing nothing. So yep. as long as it's something, you can want to read, want to be a librarian. I don't care. You could do gymnastics. You could do whatever, whatever it is, you know. But as long as you're doing something that's good for you, it's gonna keep you out of trouble. It's gonna just, it's gonna help. Yeah. It's gonna help, you know, help you stick with something for a long time. It's gonna help you go through the growing pains. Because one thing that I have noticed about my daughter is, is when things get hard, she's like. I gotta go you know she she doesn't want it she, <laughs> she repels any any challenge you yeah. know unless it's something yeah. that she's proven to herself that she can do like I'm not don't get me wrong All like right. she's definitely she's 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 a great kid I love her and she actually you know does take on challenges but if it's something new and it's something that she doesn't know like she uh, most kids are like that you know they're they're just not they're not yeah she's gonna shy away from it she's gonna shy away from it and it's just that's one thing that we both told her is like, because Kendra didn't really do a lot of like extracurricular things. Like obviously she played, she played softball for like two seconds, you know, which we crack jokes about all the time. But um, she didn't, she really wasn't like into like extracurricular stuff like that. Um, 
but I always thought I was like, look, if we if if we can give them the opportunity to be able to to do things and explore, you know, different things that they want to do in life, like that's our job as parents is to expose our kids to as yeah. much as we can, from food to you know places. Because I feel like one of the best times in my life was when I was dancing. Because when I was dancing, I was traveling. I was you know in a dance yeah. community. Like there's all shapes and sizes and you know you know you'll watch it uh you'll be backstage or whatever in the green room you'll be watching the team before you and you're just awed by just what they do and i think one of the one of my favorite experiences was when i went to canada and we had a show up there and i mean i was around people with their hairstyles are all different they it was just crazy and me being able to like be number one out of the country Number two, just to be around other like creatives, because dance obviously is a, is a form of creativity um, and it's freedom of expression. And it's just like to see that we just gel. We all went out to the club together. We just, it was just great. And I want for my kids to be able to experience that too, like diversification and like just who you see, who you're around. Um, circle of influence is, is important. So like putting them, put, trying to get them around, you know, other kids. Phoenix made. You know, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna put her back in gymnastics. So it's just like there might be a, a little girl in there. Obviously, there's gonna there could be negative influences as well. But there might be someone that the first time we went or, went and did gymnastics with her, she liked it. But it was kind of like her parents were kind of pushing her, and then we invested so much money. We're just like at that point, girl, you going you you gonna go to this recital right, at right. least yeah, at least finish this. the season, and then after that we can think about it. But now it's like since she's been away from it, we asked her. Finish. what do you want to do and she's like i want to do gymnastics so it's kind of like she dipped her toes in it when she was two she was three um three and a half and now it's like she remembers what it was and i told her I was like look baby girl you see me every day she was actually helping me fold shirts and she sees how hard i work and i say nothing that you want to have nothing nothing is going to be easy i'm like so when you go to gymnastics and you're around other little girls that are doing backflips and doing side tumbles or whatever you want to call it it's natural for you to be intimidated. Intimidation is, is something that's just natural. It's just gonna happen. Right, I'm like, right. but you have you cannot be afraid of hard work. You can't afraid of going to practice every single day. You can't, you know, right. you gotta you gotta put in that work, you gotta care about it, you gotta really do that. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's easy for us just to sit on the sideline. You know, it's easy right. for you just to be like, oh whatever, I don't you know, it's too hard. Gymnastics is I don't know how to do a backflip. Okay, everyone starts out not knowing how to do a backflip and they practice and they practice right. and they get better. So that's just like one thing like just kinda of talk about legacy, like with, with, with the kids. It's just and that's one thing too, like with the business too, is I told Phoenix the other day, I was like, you know, daddy's gonna own a store one day and it's gonna be your store too. I'm like Pretty soon, right now, Daddy's working for other people. I'm like, but there's gonna be a day where we're gonna have our own store, where you're gonna come into yeah, our own store. And for me, it's like it's important for me, like even with dancing and stuff like that. Like Phoenix and the creativity, like that. I'm trying to bring her into it more. Matt, Bam Bam is young, so he's he's like, you know, he's just having fun. He just he sees butterflies and, and squirrel, and that's like right, what he right, does. Right, you know, right, like yeah. he, <laughs> that's him. But for Phoenix, it's like right. she's starting to understand. So, so I'm starting to share with her more, like. She got paid the other day. I was like, baby girl, when you work hard, you get money. When you do certain things, like if, if you're skilled at something, you know, there, there's ways that you can that you can navigate it. But I'm, I'm trying my best to share with her and let her know, like, just bring her in on it. So she knows everything about me. I don't want it to just be like, oh, my dad's just that, there's just that guy that I love. And he, you know, yeah, hits yeah. me up and, you know, I want her to be like, no, my dad actually showed me and. You know, I seen him up late and I was up folding clothes with him or, you know, we 
you know, skateboarding. Like <laughs> I just picked up skateboarding. It's fun. I love it. I wish I would have did it when I was younger. Um, did it more. Right. I know I did it, but busted my ass multiple times. But like, took it serious because it's fun. It's fun. It's a stress reliever. So like, her seeing me in that element, like my dad's skate skating with me right now. My dad's riding bikes. Like all these different things. Like that's what I want to be for her, especially through like her being independent through entrepreneurship. Like daddy's making money. When we go pick up shirts, I say, Daddy's picking up a shirt. You know why I'm picking up a shirt? Oh, you got another order? Yeah, yep. She knows how to work the machine. She knows how to turn on the, the cutter. She knows how to unload the cutter. She knows how to cut. The only thing I haven't let her do, and she keeps saying it, Dad, I know you're not going to let me do the weeding because that's weeding. Very, yeah. it's very sharp. I'm like, no, I'm going to let you do it. I'm like, but what I need to do is I want to watch you. I'm going to show you. Right. Then I'm going to watch you. And once I once once you've proven to me that I can trust you and you understand what you're doing, then oh yeah, you can do it yourself. But yeah. we just gotta, yeah. you, we just gotta you just gotta you just gotta And open it broadens it broadens her uh, her her thinking. Mm-hmm. Because it automatically is gonna get her out of that uh that whole mentality of like, oh well, it just kinda gets her thinking about stuff and getting yeah. her she's already like getting associated with business and then yeah. and, and learning how to do stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is get get people Get get in, get them in a certain mindset where they're seeing other than that's like oh well yeah we my dad owned his own business here when I was growing up I remember that boop 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 and they and they get accustomed to that and not just that oh yeah my parents worked and they did this and I'm gonna go do the same thing it's like nah broaden your horizons you might want to start your own whatever maybe you want to be start your own gymnastics uh, 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 studio and do whatever you know that you can do that it's, it's feasible that's something that you can do all you gotta do is put your mind to it and come up with a plan. You know, so it's just building that that hole that 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 where that that um that 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 chain that pattern where they just get caught up in really not thinking about stuff and just kind of like letting life lead them, yeah. you know, and 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 and, and not really like I want to I want to make my own path. I want to figure out what I can do and um just do it, you know, and, and make my own make my own way, you know, and not necessarily I don't necessarily want to go work for somebody else. I don't necessarily want to go do this. I want to do my own thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, funny thing about it is we asked Phoenix, uh, we asked her, I didn't want to cut you out, but we asked her, we said, hey, Phoenix, um, what would, what do you want to do when you grow up? And she said, I want to be a boss. And the funny thing about it is you said that, like, Phoenix seeing her mom, because her mom is in a leadership position, she's a director, so people being able, or at a, a child care center, so Phoenix being able to see her mom in that leadership role, and her mom's a boss, she's actually like, okay, I want to do that too. Like, I like that. So it's, it's really important for me at this time, like you, we talked about earlier, like legacy, things like that. Like, yeah. I just want, I want my kids to be able to have opportunity. And Kendra said yeah, the other day, it. she was like, you just want a lot of money. I'm like, I don't want a lot of money, but I'll tell you this, I want whatever's going to give me opportunity. And right now in this world, exactly. what's going to give me the opportunity the money, is yeah. money. So if yeah. collecting shells is going to give money in 2039, like it is what it is. Like. All I want is to be able to have the leverage to be able to offer my kids things that they that right. they need. I don't want my kids to go through or any generation after me. You know, it's it's my 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 job is to set them up so that there's a building block. And we talked about this multiple times. Like there's a building block. I my job if there's if there's not a good soil or not like a good land, the first place is just looking for a good spot, looking for a good plot, right? Then hopefully you can start working on that foundation. And let's say that generation doesn't get to that, then the next, they're supposed to pass it on. So then that next next generation is supposed to lay down a foundation. And if they're able to get to right. building the walls, then they build the walls. If they're not able to, 
their job their job was to lay the foundation then the next generation yeah. builds the wall so it's a so on and so forth um just analogy that i like to think about so my goal right. is for like some of the things that i wish i would have been able to have the opportunity to do and you were a part of that process when i was starting my clothing line and i wanted to go to fit them you were with me the whole ride and at, yeah. at that moment we were in the car and i was like dang dad like it sucks like they were asking me to pay what thirteen hundred dollars just to go there yeah and yeah. you're like it yeah. sucks because i'm at that point where i'm i'm broke rich you know i'm making too much i'm making too much yeah. money to be able to ha help my son be able to go like i i don't have a extra thirteen hundred dollars to send him to school but on paper it's basically saying that he's unable to qualify so I want my my, yeah. my my kids to be able to say like if you want to start a business if you want to go to school to further education if you want you know certain things like you're able to to get that so that's like some of the stuff that like i don't want them i don't want to force them to be like oh you have to go to college i do i value education as long as you're yeah, not stifling yeah. yourself obviously like i want my kids to seek higher knowledge i don't think you just yeah. have to go to college in order to seek higher knowledge to be successful in life right. i don't but if they want to go that route, I want to be able to supply it for them. So <clears throat> a lot of time those conversations are happening in the home. A lot of times that game is not being passed on to the next generation. Like people aren't sharing that because maybe they don't even know. Like a lot of people that are probably my next door neighbors, people that live here and the people that live here, they probably don't know nothing about tax write-offs or they don't know nothing about, you know, they just think I just pay my taxes and it is what it is. But it takes being able to educate people and talk to people and, and the, once again that circle of influence to be like okay you know the people that i have the biggest influence on as as an adult is going to be my kids so what i can right. do is teach them and say hey fifi bam this is how you navigate you're going to pay taxes but these are things that you can do to actually lower your taxes these are things that, this is the difference yep. between buying an asset and this is the difference between buying a liability if you buy a car right. that is a liability if you buy um let's say a hair drying machine that is an asset because you if you like to do you hair can make money off of you it, can yeah. make money off of it so there's different ways that you know i want to teach them and get them to where they understand those things because at the end of the day like the goal is for me to build whatever it is and then be able to pass it on to them hopefully it's in a it's yeah. in a way where they're because you know there's there's a lot of old old heads out there where they built these you know mom and pop shops and their grandkids and their kids are like nah I don't want to take over the business which yeah happens. They, and, yeah that's <laughs> it crazy. happens it happens but um, I do want my kids my generation I, I I want them to understand that I I want them to to understand the construct of like being able to build generational wealth and and understanding like what are what like what's what's their role what they're supposed to do and and but it's 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 just hard. It's hard. It's it's hard You're to right. be able to balance right. that and, and teach yeah. that. Yeah, it is. It's hard. It's hard. One thing that I that that I can say is I've learned a lot through your guidance and like through right. some of I wouldn't say failures because I feel like failures. I mean mistakes and and like things that even from like Pepsi and like you said earlier when you were talking about not knowing the business of air not knowing business in general and then taking over and buying right. a business and then so like i learned a lot through our talks through you just giving me game and talking to me so i definitely appreciate that dad and you're always someone that i can you know call and say hey this is what's going on this is what i'm thinking about doing how do you feel about it so i do appreciate you being that person 
to be able to, especially at this point in my life, like, you know, sometimes as you get older, you start to, the wedge between you and the relationships with the people that you're around tends right, to get right. bigger and bigger. But I feel well, that's, like, as a parent, that's what you want. Cause you want to know, cause sometimes, you know, people wonder, I wonder if my kids are listening to me. That's even like with my mom. I mean, my mom, you know, I soaked up a lot from her when I was a kid and it still comes through, you know, now I, I learned a lot and it's, uh, you, you start to wonder cause you start to hear yourself. Even when I like, especially with your brother, I hear your brother say a lot of stuff. I'm like, boy, he don't learn. He, he learned a lot. Cause he started, he even tells me, he's like, yeah, I remember you told me this. And now I'm, I'm you know, be me and a man and a parent. I, I see it myself and I start hearing me in his talk and he even says it so it's like wow you know you start hearing your kids say say stuff it's like that's that's the biggest that's the biggest honor right there because that lets you know they was listening yeah. so it's always good as a parent to hear that yeah I, I still remember i mean this 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 was a dark time for me but i remember when we all ran away because you know the situation with moms or whatever like it was tough yeah and uh we ran away went to your house and obviously your house wasn't like super big it was in a one-bedroom apartment and uh, my siblings eventually ended up going home. Yeah. They all went no back furniture. to mom's. No furniture. They ended up going back to uh, mom's house, and I, I was the one that stayed. And it was, I think that was what eighth grade, something like that. Yeah, because I started yeah. high school. I started high school at when I was living with you. I think that's when I went to Hoover. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like the talks that we had, the things, the 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 guidance that you gave me. You know, I've seen you work super hard. And, you know, just the whole situation with Pepsi, that's a whole nother story. It was just like, that really woke me up. And like, yep. I know how hard you work. You were there for what, 13, 14 years, damn near? Uh, there 14 yeah. years. Yeah, so a long, a long time. Yep, a long time. So it was just like, that whole situation, like all that, oops, all that basically like made Michael who he is and really like helped me. Um, become the person and just the entrepreneur that I am now. My goal, Dad, is to to make you proud. I want you to be able to come to my establishment and, you know, be able to say my son got it. If you whatever whatever it is, like that's that's the the goal. That's the end goal. It's just to be able to step out. I talk such a big game about starting my own business, and the goal is for it to actually be real so you can yeah do it yeah so you come down i'm proud of you now man because you done done the podcast you you know whatever you set your mind to you do i don't want you to do the do uh the clothing line i remember the treble clef i remember all that you know (laughs) so i watch you do a lot of stuff so it's all good i I have total faith in you i'm not worried about it you know so it's all good treble clef was funny because i remember i used to have little meetings in the room and stuff (laughs) me dad carmen we we thought we were doing it. Yeah, you were serious. I was like, oh, dead like, serious. On a good one. <laughs> dead serious. Man, like, we signed contracts and everything. <laughs> yeah, but you was dead. that's how you do it, though. That's how you learn. I mean, that's that's boss thinking right there. I mean, if anything, people could say, well, damn, you know, he he was serious. He we had contracts, and everything. He was, you know. And yeah, I remember when I yeah, same thing. I remember when I did my clothing line. It was like, you know, it was just crazy because I remember when when I was at Pepsi, you know, uh, plant manager. He came and he we we talked and you know I always like minds are always like that so he was like yeah really start Jonah uh, he was he was he was black he was like yeah what what is it what is it he was an older dude too because at the time I was like what late twenties and he was Ike was like in his fifties and um, he bought like he told me he's like what do you got like, okay let me check this out let me check this out oh okay let me have some of that 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 all right came to work exchanged it gave me his money i was like cool he he showed me he, he his faith in me was like i'm gonna put money in your pocket young bro i'm gonna help you i'm, I'm gonna help your business out and i appreciated that yeah. you know and it's like that that dream that vision it's like I, I saw this logo i had this idea how can i do this okay boom i need to do this i need to do this i need to do this got a model had the model do it i got the website did that did that boom and then i actually 
I had proof of concept. I had some, I had people buy the product. So it was like, you know, it was like, boom. I was like, all right, cool. So it's crazy how ingrained that stuff gets into. Cause like, if I don't think if you ever was doing that, like, it's just crazy. The whole steps that you just talked about is things that I do. And I don't even realize I do it. Like, it's just my mentality literally comes from what right. I saw you doing. Like I saw you creating your clothing line. I saw you, you know, Put your chains together to get the studio. I saw you, you know, hustling your, your CDs, and I used to go to school rapping your songs and stuff like that. Like I've all I've always seen you doing that, so it's just crazy, like how far ingrained that that's in me. So my goal, like I said, is to build on that, show it to my kids, and be able to like start these businesses and make them successful. My goal is to run them to where they can grow. And they actually can yep. be a part of it. I want Phoenix to be able to, after school, I'm walking over to my dad's shop. Walking over to the shop right now. You know, or if she yeah. wants to get her first little job, Bam Bam wants to get his first little job, or he's doing whatever he's doing, and, you know, we print shirts for his his team, or we print shirts for his teacher, or whatever. Like, that's that's the goal that I'm moving towards. Yeah. So. But it's and just that's, crazy. And that's all a part. That's all a part. I mean, cut show. That's all a part of the American dream right there. And uh, the American dream is not a white picket fence and 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 all that. No, the American dream is opportunity, being able to do and, and provide for your family on your terms. For me, it's not about going in. You know what I'm saying? It's not that little cookie cutter thing that they try to sell you on. It's like, not nah, the American dream is opportunity that you pre- prevent present for yourself that you can put towards your family and your family can prosper from it. You know, which is owning your own business, owning your own. If you don't own anything, you don't have anything. I tell people, if you don't own it, it's not yours. You can go right now. Yeah, I could go right now and get a house. If I wanted to, I could I could do, I could get a house. But I won't own that house for 30 years. Because it's not mine until I own it. I, I Just like my car. My car is not my car until I, until I just bought and paid for it. If you don't own, you don't have anything. That's the whole thing. People got to understand that ownership is everything. If you don't own anything, you don't have any leverage. You don't have any leverage. You, you're just out there, you know? So that's where you gotta you gotta break it down into those little those little those things like that. Is what do I own? What can I pass down to somebody? What can I pass down to my kids? What do I what do I have? Except for you know, oh, I had a job and I did this, and oh, I had two or three good jobs, and I was like, okay. But at the end of the day, what else is there? What do, what do you what did you pour into your own blood, sweat? What did you what did you do? You know, what did you what did you do? You just want to be more than a hard worker. You know, a hard worker. Anybody, everybody could be a hard worker, but hard worker for what? Yeah. For money? No, you don't want to just do be a hard worker for money. You want to be a hard worker for you. You know, if anything, put all your effort into something that you make it for yourself. That way, that's a hundred percent you. You know, yeah. that's just me. Like I said, I don't knock. You know, uh, I've been working all my life. Uh, I don't knock it, but at the end of the day, which would I rather have? Uh, you know, ownership, my own business. Yeah, I might be struggling. I might be doing this. My blood, my sweat, my pride, my tears. Not me getting up when I don't want to, going dealing with all this over here, going and dealing with this. Got to got to stand there and not really, you know, just kind of like deal with stuff because I can't just go fly off the not, not fly off the handle. But you know what I mean. I can't just be like, you know, I gotta I gotta kind of just you know maintain and I gotta do this and I gotta conform to what somebody else wants me to do. I gotta go take lunch when they want me to take lunch. I gotta do this. Like no, I don't have to do that. I'm going to go do my own thing, and then I can live life the way I want to. Yep. And then I got the choice to do what I want to do. There's nothing worse than you just get, especially now. It's like I said, just tapping on it real quick again. People are literally just, all they do is work and pay bills, barely barely pay their bills. That's why people are the way they are. They're so, they're so like this because there's no balance. They, they work, they work, they work, they work, they work, and they still don't have enough. So it's like, what are you doing it for? At the end of the day, it's what are you really doing all that for? Mm-hmm. Where's your joy? Where's 
where is your 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 uh, your happiness? Where is it coming from? If all you're doing is working and your wheels are spinning, you're not happy. You, how can you how can you pull happiness out of that? How can you have joy out of that? You're not spending no time with your family. You pay you bear, you're really not paying your bills. You know you're not getting any. You, you and your you and your 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 significant other are fighting over money. You know your kids are stressed out. You know all that stuff that the people don't understand. All that stuff plays a part. You know in in how everybody's how everybody learns to cope with stuff and it's like you want to create a situation where it's like if you know that money provides you this then you look at money like it is it's a tool it's not about oh let's get a lot of money so we have a lot of money no money provides opportunity so let's not let's just go get this money get this opportunity so we can have more opportunity you know what i mean you know what i mean yeah that's the whole thing is get the opportunity man the people it's not just about having money it's about what money can do for you and like i said even if that means you own a little one little shop that you go to work every day you 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 take home you bring home that money you put it back in your business you keep building off your business you only gonna win like that you can only win like that because at the end of the day that's yours that's yours you close that door you lock that door you cut that that adt system on to put your alarm on that's you. That's all you. Before we wrap up, I always like to allow for the guest to take over the last 30 seconds of the podcast just to <laughs> tell the audience where they can be found, uh, how they can find their business, and also just remind them of some of the services that they offer. So if someone that's listening to the podcast, if they want your services, they can hit you up. So take it away, Deb. Okay, so, uh, yeah, you can find me, um, my business is uh, TJD Graphics, uh, my website is tjdgraphics.com, you can uh, hit me up at info at tjdgraphics.com, that's my email, um, I'm on Instagram at Torian Demon SR, uh, that's my page, I post a lot of my art up there, uh, yeah, that's the best way to really get in contact with me, I don't try to do too much social media, I'm just trying to keep it down to Instagram and, um, Facebook, you can hit me on Facebook, um, and that's pretty much it. There you go. For now. For now. For now. We're trying to help you build yeah, a team too, now. Dad, so you can have somebody do all that for you. But um, yeah. thanks, Dad, for coming on. I'm just happy that we were able to capture one of our conversations. This is literally how our conversations go anyways. Like, we're right, talking right. on the phone. We talk maybe once every two weeks, once a week sometimes, and our conversations right. are like three <laughs> hours, man. Talking right. about everything. Yeah. So talking about this, Star Wars, and all that good stuff. Uh, it was an honor <laughs> to be on the podcast, son. I appreciate it.